You're listening to Pigoted. Pigoted. The podcast that brings comedians and experts together. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now also available to watch on YouTube. For bonus episodes, early access, and a ton of other great features, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash pigoted. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Pigoted, the podcast that brings comedians and experts together. Joining us today is Michael Marshall, a.k.a. Marsh. Hello. Hello, hello. It's uh, lovely to be here. And joining us as a comedian is Simon Wozniak. Right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, Marsh, uh, what is it that you do? Tell us a little bit about your uh, background and your credentials as an expert. Yeah, so I am, uh, I think, the country's only full-time professional sceptical investigator. That is what I do for a living. I'm the editor of The Skeptic magazine. I uh, work for a charity called Good Thinking Society. And so part of my job is to uh, look into weird beliefs and why people believe them. So conspiracy theory, alternative medicine, fake cancer cures, uh, psychics, all this kind of stuff. And so part of that job means that I have to go undercover and actually see these things in person <laughs> to see what people are actually saying and how they're persuading people. And then I kind of work with regulators, I work with the media, I work with the police occasionally to uh, try to stop people selling things that don't work to people who don't realise they don't work. And then another part of my job when there isn't a pandemic is I travel around the country talking about the work that I do to audiences and to, to sort of public, uh, public meetings, um, which means a big part of my day job is I've got to go to a room full of strangers and try to convince them to doubt stuff is essentially what I do for a living. Okay. I always tell people, uh, as I give a talk, that that's what part of my day job. And there's always someone in the audience looks at me as if to say, that's not really a job, is it? And then you go, aha! That's how good I am at making you doubt stuff. Yeah, yeah. You even doubt the, my, the validity of my chosen career. Mate, this is, I mean, that, that's great. What made you get into this? Can I, I'll butt in first. Well, no, my no. contribution will be done now. Sort, yeah. sort of by accident. So I was just kind of working for, a, you know, just in an office. And I was, kind of, I was always interested in why some people believe in things that are outside of the mainstream that, um, that don't seem to be supported by evidence. So stuff like psychics always interested me. And, and a lot of my friends were always like, well, yeah, it's probably bollocks, but mm. why do you care? Like, you're not, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not gonna yeah, go and yeah, see yeah, them, why do you like... care? And it's like, well, because like, there are people who actually live their life according to what psychics tell them, and that they, they put their, their heart out there to say like, I've lost someone, please tell me all about them. And if this person isn't really talking to the dead, then what they're doing is pretty great. Well, let me, let me throw something in there, right? <laughs> so I uh, also think that uh, psychics are bollocks, um, but I've wrestled for a long time with the thought of how much does it matter really? So the thing is, is when psychics like do a reading and stuff, they never go, <laughs> okay, listen, what you need to do is you need to leave your family quit your job, and move to Guatemala. Like, 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 they never say that. They always go like, oh, you know, you're going to get an opportunity soon and you should definitely take it. And, you know, like when they pretend to talk to the dead and stuff like that, yeah, which they yeah. cannot do. But all, all they're doing is they're going, oh, your mum says that she's happy where she is. She loves you. Now, she's not, they're not talking to the dead. I know they're not talking to the dead. But if that person goes away and goes oh, well, my mum's happy in fucking heaven or whatever. Like, because like, the psychic never goes, oh, I'm speaking to your mum now. 
and uh, she's getting raped by Satan. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. she's in hell. You know, they, they always I've say been she's to happy. One where they've said that. No! <laughs> Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut up! No, of course not. All right. Well, okay. no, I, I've been to psychics where they ha- where they haven't just said, "Oh, your mum's, you know, your, your son's in a lovely place right now." They've done some pretty grim stuff. So, part because I go undercover and I go along to, to psychic what's, events and see them. What's the grimmest thing that you've ever heard a psychic say? So, there's a couple of examples, right? I saw a guy called Joe Power, who's actually from not, uh, not Joe Power. From that, Joe Power. That was his name. That was him. He was actually the reason that I got gone into skepticism, or one of the ways that I got into skepticism. Joe Power. Joe, it's not his real name, obviously. No, I even so That's though. His stage name. If you're a yeah, but your stage name has to be like fucking Madame Delacroix or something like he's, that. He's Joe Power. Uh, Joe Power sounds like a motivational speaker. <laughs> Do you know, like, hey, I'm going to show you how to make millions off property. Yeah, it's a bit Tony Robbins. It's a bit uh, The Secret. Yeah, completely. Joe pa- what would your sceptic name be? Your psychic name. Yeah, your psychic name, sorry. No, I, I can't think of one off the, off the top. But, I, I, I mean, why, why would it, it matter what your name is? I think because, the, well, the whole thing is, is how you sell yourself, isn't it? Like, look. Elton like, John. <laughs> El- Elton gone. <laughs> Elton gone. I'd have it. There you go. I'd have Elton gone. There you go. So, so yeah. So I went to see Joe Powell when he was uh, he was in Liverpool, and um, there's a lady in the audience, and she's talking about her son who committed suicide. Okay, incredibly grim. Sad. She's clearly very moved talking about this. And uh, he he uh, was somebody who I think he he jumped from a window. Is that is uh, is what happened to him? Awful, awful stuff. And Joe Powell pauses for a second and says, he didn't jump, he was pushed. Oh, That lady goes away and spends the rest of her life looking for a killer who doesn't there. exist. That's for Respect on him there, he's balls out, hasn't he? I mean, it, it's, it's a big move, but like that lady's, the rest of her life has changed. It, the rest of her life is now the moment she found out that her son was actually killed and didn't commit suicide. So all the stuff <laughs> that you've done to process what what you went through is, is gone. It, it, I was going to say it's thrown at the window, that would be an incredibly <laughs> insensitive <laughs> way of describing that. But, so, so I think that's a, 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 very, uh, a very negative thing. And I saw another psychic who's one of the big touring psychics does shows, you know, would, would be doing shows three, four times a week all around the country. Is this a psychic that's known for suing people, which is why you have uh, eschewed this person's name? There are a number of psychics who are very familiar with lawyers and there are a number of psychics lawyers we are very familiar with. Really? <laughs> it's a big thing, this, 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 in, this industry. I think I'd probably want to... It's not a massive thing, but... There's, there's a couple who that. get really big. There's a couple who get really big. And so like, Derek Okora was massive. And as he started, as his sort of star started to fade, someone like Colin Fry came up and he became massive and was everywhere. Rock and Bucket. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. And so it, so you, you have kind of one or two who'll be kind of at the very the peak of the game. And the, so it's funny that you said Colin Fry because that's the name of the sound tech at the Frog and he Bucket. Oh, really? Who's been doing uh, the he sound there for at least 20 years, <laughs> right? And if there was ever a person that would not be a psychic, it's him because he's yeah. very, he's he's famously dour. Yeah. Do you know gotcha. what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah. think psychics have to have some sort of like, hey, you got to believe me, hey. There's got to be something. There's got to yeah. be some sort of charisma. Whereas he would be like, I could not give a fuck whether <laughs> yeah. or not you believe me or not. He, he would definitely be like, no, nah, I was pushed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that would be the end yeah. of it. I can't yeah, believe yeah, yeah, that yeah. Joe Power said that. What a prick. I mean... It, it, it's not the only example of that I've seen. So, so one really big touring psychic I saw, and I was in, you know in the audience for it, and uh, the psychic establishes that a lady in the audience, at the front of the audience, had uh, lost uh, a daughter as a toddler who drowned in a swimming pool. And again, 
horrible. This, this young mum, she's maybe in her uh, early, tw- uh, early 30s, maybe late 20s, something like that. And she's clearly very moved talking about this. And this psychic gets possessed by the spirits of the dead. And in front of an audience of about a thousand people, in front of this grieving mother, don't um, tell decided, me sorry, it's like friends. these African preacher people that get <laughs> driving Lamborghinis, up, very very much so, jumping around. And <laughs> well, you know, what? if if it was jumping around, down. that would be something. But just, just gargling. Picture the, the picture the, the the scene. You got a thousand people there. You have got this woman who's just admitted that her her daughter drowned in front of this massive audience. The psychic yeah. says, "Mummy, I can't breathe. I'm scared. I can't breathe." Oh, we pretend oh, to be a little girl. That's. Fucking horrible! Either the psychic is genuinely, either the psychic is genuinely possessed by the spirit of a a little girl and can't help coming across as ghoulish and mawkish in that way, or the psychic made an intentional decision to do an impersonation of a dead toddler in front of a grieving mother in front of a paying audience of thousands. Absolutely, second one. Because there's there's only two ways I can think about it. The thing is, though, is if you like, let's say, for example, let's suspend our disbeliefs. Let's say that it's real. Right, and let's say that this person can genuinely connect with a, a two-year-old that died from drowning and speak to the mother. Do you think that the two-year-old would go, "Mummy, help! I'm drowned." Like, no, like, that's what the noise would be if yeah, it was genuinely but, channeling but, the last bit but, of the child's life. You're not actually channeling the child. You're just assuming what the child might have said. Because yeah. surely, if the child was in the afterlife. It would be like, uh, you know, if there's such a thing, then surely the child would be like, uh, mum, I'm fine, don't worry about so it, chill. Which, which is what you get from a lot of psychics. That's yeah, the story that they do. Different. But that doesn't sell. That doesn't sell yeah. as much. You can fill an audience of a thousand people if you do a couple of those shock ones each show, and those ones people What remember. is the profile of these people? Are they just vulnerable people that are just looking for something? they got a pain that they need to... Because to me, members. it's such a stupid thing to even comprehend, like, to even comprehend that people... Like, it's just like, why the fuck? Like, how vulnerable are these? The, that woman with the dead. Well, what so is I, I think like? vulnerability is a big, big part of the audience. It's why I, I would never criticize anybody who goes to see a, a psychic, anybody who's going to, to those kind of things. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't sort of disparage them. I don't, uh, I, don't I don't sort it's of um, judge ISIS, them. Isn't it? It's just the same thing. Preying on the vulnerable people of society. Yeah, I can deal with your grief that you're struggling with. Well, I, I can understand it. because like, quid an hour. <laughs> the grief of losing someone you loved is one of the hardest things we can ever go through. Yes. And there's only certain different ways we can process that. I'm, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in an afterlife, mm. so we just have to deal with it. We can't be like, oh, they're in the next room and I'll see them in 60 years' time. They're gone, and all you can do is just kind of process that and try and get through that. Um, but for some people, if you're in the worst spot in your life, you're the biggest hole you could ever be in, and someone says, actually, it's not that bad. I can still contact the person you love. They're not lost. That's mm. going to be incredibly persuasive at the worst moment in your life. And so I think the reason that I do the stuff that I do is because I think we all have a kind of an obligation almost to protect people in that well, position because I'm going to be in that hole at some point me, and me, I want someone else to help me so when I'm there. me and mm. you are quite similar in that respect then because I have gone on the record before to say that I think psychics that claim that they can talk to the dead is literally fucking disgusting. I think it's the single most fucked up, horrific scam that there is going. Because what you are doing is you are, and there's no other way for it, you are taking advantage of somebody who is grieving and is unable to think straight. And I I, I think it's just horrendously bad. And it, it, it knocks me, you know, But sick. then it's the same people who do put stuff up on, like, you know, like... Like on Facebook, people who say inspiring things, it's like what what you're doing. It's it's the same. They're the same kind of people. I think go to psychics. So I know it's a bit of a, a different sort of comparison that, but 
you're going like it's horrendous, but if people are willing to do it, I mean, there's loads of shit that goes on in the in life. All right, so here's the thing, right? If you get slaves, so 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 here's the thing though: is you, if you get a boiler fitted by somebody, then they need to be gas corgi registered. They need to. <laughs> they need to. You can't just let anyone come round and fit a boiler because it's dangerous. Yeah. You can't just let any builder come and do a loft conversion for you. It has to pass codes and regulations so that it is safe, so that you are not letting cowboys take advantage of people. And why do we not have the same thing with this? Okay, if you want to charge that you can speak to dead people, great. Well, there's this independent body here, and you've got to sit down, and you've got to, over the course of a day, you've got to get your psychic certificate <laughs> off a bunch of independent people. And if you can do that, fucking fine. If not, then you are operating unlicensed. So you have to try and do the thing for people that aren't grieving. No, I mean... Like I'm speak to my nana, like, I'm not grieving. You know? <laughs> yeah, she died ages ago. Yeah, she died like, 15 years ago. Yeah. So, like, speak to somebody that I'm not that yeah. sad about. Yeah, yeah, rather yeah. Rather than people who've done... Right, you've you got to convince... Right, so he's convinced a 20-year-old about his nanny lived till she was 90. Mate. He was being to her. It's fucked up the amount of murder investigations... They wheedle their way onto, and they end up making, especially in America, they do more harm than good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and so the they thing get is, a murder investigation. Oh yeah, they do. So the police don't ask them. <laughs> Hang on, the police don't ask them to, but they just offer information. But if you're the police, you have to follow that information up because what if the person who says they're psychic isn't yeah. psychic? They just happen to be somewhere and saw something and don't want to admit why they were there. Yeah. So like, oh, I think you'll find the body in those woods. If, if you if you were there doing something else dodgy, <laughs> you can't be like, oh shit, I can't, That's I not can't a bad admit thing that. And so they, they, that they use it as legitimacy as well. They use it as like a fucking uh, seal of approval because then they put on their website, well, I've been working with the Wichita County Police yeah. on the very high profile, so, you know, Jane Doe murder. What's your opinion on Derek Akora? Uh, I mean, 40 Derek Akora is dead, so I can't sue anybody. So yeah. Derek Akora was not psychic. He did, he did not have <laughs> psychic ability. He was caught out even cheating on several occasions, one right. of which famously on Most Haunted, where he connected with the spirit of a guy called Creed, uh, Creed Kafer, um, who was a <laughs> South African jailer at this haunted jail. But Creed Kafer didn't exist. Creed Kafer was an anagram of Derek Faker. And the information was planted amongst the team because they knew that Derek was listening to some of the, the, the um, research that was being done did he, and then regurgitated that on did camera. He, did he do the South African accent? I, I can't remember if he did the accent. Did he, oh, fucking prudes. Scouse <laughs> South Africa. But, I mean, but he, was, he was huge. He was the guy who was everywhere. <laughs> but he'd be, even even after he'd been caught, he was the guy who was everywhere on tours. It was the same with uh, with Colin Fry. Colin Fry was caught doing a seance. One of the, a, a classic bit of Victorian seance is you'd have objects that would start to levitate in the dark, and you put like little, little sort of glow uh, dots on them so you could see them, and they'd start to levitate. And there'd be a, a thing called a spirit trumpet. That as you're all <laughs> as you're all holding hands in the sails, like the, the trumpet words. So she made a fan, and then he just puts on your ass as she does that. <laughs> she bends over, yeah. and then you bend over at a different angle. Oh, no, the tr the, the tr oh, it's a trombone, isn't it? It's the rusty trombone, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one that you're thinking yeah. of. God, yeah. so, like, so you've got a spirit trumpet, and, and the idea is, in the middle of the seance, the spirits start playing the trumpet. Someone turned the light on in the middle of the trumpet being played, and Colin stood up with a trumpet at his mouth. <laughs> that's so funny. And he gets away with it by saying, oh, I was possessed by the spirits, and that's why I was uh, just playing it. Nice, that was nice before save. he got a TV show. Do you know what? I would love to see the recording of that, where there's a half a second where he's got the trumpet in his mouth, and he's thinking... No. 
It's a shit. Do you know what? There was one that got caught out. Now, I'm going to mention the name of this person, and I know that this person likes to sue people. Uh, so I will... Uh, you don't have to go one way or the other, but I will say that this person is a fucking fraud. Psychic Sally. Um, so do you know who Psychic Sally is? No. Psychic. Sidekick. No, psychic. Yes, psychic. Not sidekick, Sally. (laughs) (laughs) We've literally been talking about psychics. I know, but you just—I just was convinced. I knew it was psychic, but then I was just. No, so psychic Sally, and she does enjoy suing people, but I've got nothing, Sally. So you know, half for nothing is still fuck all. So I'm not afraid. Uh, So there's a famous book deal as well. I lost my book deal as well, so I've got even less than nothing. You can have half my book. Studios are just going to be the end of you, aren't they? Oh mate. So right, here's here's a famous story about psychic Sally. In, it uh, does sound like sidekick. I'm not. I think Dublin by any chance. It's well, it's the one of the pictures. Um, I think it was in Middlesbrough, actually. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Psychic Sally. I really tried to say it then. I really tried to... It sounds like Sidekick. Are you say? Can you hear... Right. So, <laughs> Sally Morgan, right, a.k.a. Psychic <laughs> Sally, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, she did this thing where she asked people to bring in a photograph of a loved one that had passed away and leave it on the stage during the break okay now uh you know when the show resumed she went back onto the stage and she felt her way through psychic energy sort of feeling through and she picks one photo out and she goes oh who has this one here and it's a woman you know who stands up and makes her way onto the stage and the picture that she's picked up is this black and white photo of a woman. You know what I mean? And so Sackett says, oh, well, this is somebody who passed away quite a long time ago. Am I right? And the woman was like, no. And she was like, well, well, she's been ill for quite a while, but y- y- you know how they do, like, fishing and stuff like that. Psychic Sally couldn't get nothing on this fucking picture. Nothing at all. Anyway, it turns out that the woman had gotten confused and not brought in a photograph of a dead person. She brought in a photograph of her as a younger person. Right. And Saki Sally just done a reading in front of 300 people. Yeah. It's all bollocks. We know that. But then Marsh is here to tell us, make it a bit more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we tried to challenge Psychic Sally on exactly that photo thing. The, the guy in Middlesbrough who went along to see that show and, and found that, it was someone that I know and we, we were talking and the reason he went along is because I gave a talk in Middlesbrough about how bad psychics actually are and he couldn't believe it was that bad and went along to the show himself and was like, God, it is that bad. It really is that, uh, that shit. It's a guy called Miles. Um, so we tried to challenge uh, Sally. So what we did was... Um, in Liverpool on Halloween, just worked out perfectly. Hall- Sally was in uh, in Liverpool the day before Halloween. So we're like, right, Halloween, we've got a, a room, like a conference room in a hotel. We've seen your show. We know you do that picture thing. So we've got five people to bring in pictures of their loved ones. We'll give you the five pictures. You write down what you can get from those pictures. Then we'll give all five readings to each of the five people. And they should be able to pick out from the reading, that's mine. And if you do that and get all five right... That's going to be that's above chance. It's very very unlikely you've done that yeah. uh, by by chance. Completely unlikely. Uh, we heard from Sally Morgan uh, that she well, we heard from Sally Morgan's lawyer. One of the first times you got contacted by Sally Morgan's lawyer that uh, said uh, Sally Morgan has got better things to do than to take any test. She refused to take it. AKA, uh, she can't think of that many Barnum statements. <laughs> 
to get well, away with it. But once you put these five reading, if you are just doing, if somebody was just doing a cold, it's called cold reading, the various different yeah. techniques you can use in order to appear psychic. If somebody was just doing that and you just had to do that five times on bits of paper and then present all five of those readings at once to people, it'd be very hard to find the one that fits just one person without all five fitting them. Well, yeah. So I do, uh, I used to do a thing on TikTok, right? You know, like TikTok has TikTok lives, right? So I used to do a thing on there called Psychic Freddy, where what I would do is I would match with somebody that I didn't know, tell them that I was a psychic medium that offered free psychic readings, and I would basically just do very rudimentary cold reading and Barnum statements. Do you know what Barnum statements are? No, but I imagine it's something that sort of uh, encapsulates a lot of... A lot yeah, of, it, it so sort of covers a lot of wide... It's something of, like, for you know, example... you got a daughter... Yeah. No, 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 it's, it's, it's not even, it's not even it's like that. It's vague like that. It's something it's, that, would, that would apply to pretty much everyone. It feels like it's very personal, but so actually applies to a everyone. really easy like one. No, no, well, sort of, yeah, but like, like this, right? So uh, you're somebody who has got quite a wide circle of acquaintances. You know mm -hmm. quite a few people. However, you know, there's only a few people that are really what you define as really close friends. Uh, and if we're actually drilling deeper down into that, I don't think there's anyone that really knows... 100% the real you. I don't think you reveal all of yourself to anyone. And people go, oh my God, that sounds exactly like me. No shit. It's literally fucking... It's, it's like when people put um, in dating profiles and shit... Good sense of humour. It's like, yeah. yeah, everyone fucking thinks they've got a good sense of humour. No one's like, oh, I'm dry as fuck, me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just how people are. So if you do loads of Barnum statements, Barnum statements are a really easy way of you establishing that connection with somebody. And I do it on TikTok. I do it all the fucking time. You do lives on there and there will be people who were like, their minds were blown. What's a, what, give me an example of a Barnum statement. I've literally just given you an example of one then. What good sense of humour? No, the, the, the one where I said you've got um, yeah, the, the wide a wide circle, circle of friends. Not everyone knows you uh, deeply well. or you, You're, you're someone oh, who can be yeah. outgoing <laughs> in the right situation, but occasionally you do, well, in other situations, you find yourself being a bit more kind of introverted oh, and shy. Yeah. shit. Yeah, you're it so, applies God. to everybody. You know, everybody you're somebody, like you're somebody yeah. who can be quite impulsive, but also at times you second-guess yourself. Mm. Ooh, yeah, that, that'll be all the time. It's, <laughs> do you know what? Um, um, uh, oh, my God, that's just like me. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> and, and what psychics will do at, uh, at psychic shows, they'll do a mix of that <laughs> and things that are closer to hot reading. So there's some things that psychics do. Imagine where if I like, left today and I was like, <laughs> you know what? I think it's all you true. Can you can <laughs> specifically that Fred is, uh, is psychic. Do a part two of me having an argument with Mark. Yeah. So th there's there's one thing that um, that some psychics do. Sally Morgan does it. She does a thing at the start of her show called Sally's Love Letters, um, where before you get into the audience, there's little bits of paper lying around the foyer where you fill in uh, the question you want to ask to the dead and what your name is. And those get folded up and put in a big glass bowl and they go on stage. They go on stage via the backstage. Now, if somebody wanted to cheat, they just grab a handful of those and read them ahead of time and then regurgitate those readings on stage. So I, I think it's, if you're going to do something like that, it's best not to take it backstage so everyone can see it the whole time. But the other thing about that particular paper thing is that is a ver that, that looks an awful lot like a very well-known fraudulent technique called a, a billet read, which is done in the 19th century or the sort of the heyday of, uh, of kind of Victorian um, spiritualism, where spiritualism as a religion is based on the idea that there's an afterlife because psychics can talk to the dead. So when you go to a spiritualist church, mm -hmm. you get a psychic reading there because that's proof of the afterlife. And what spiritualist uh, churches would do is they'd have the same thing, a bit of paper called a billet. You'd write your question for the dead on it. You'd seal it in the envelope and that would go into the box and go on stage. And the psychic would pick out the, the envelope 
hold it aloft, and without opening it, they'd read your question and answer it from spirit. And then they'd open the, the, the billet and, up and, and confirm it. That was enough to convince people that the person on stage was psychic. <laughs> Unless you were a magician in the audience, because you know three, four, five different ways of doing that. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. way is the envelope goes translucent when it gets wet. Mm. So you dip your thumb in a glass of water, you rub it across the front of the envelope, and you can read what's inside of it. The other way is, is right. even, even <sighs> lovelier than that, because it requires no special uh, method, uh, no special equipment. Uh, it's called the one-ahead method. You can try it with your friends. It's fantastic. The, the, what you need is the first piece of paper. You just need to know what's on the first piece of paper. Okay, so what you do is you can say, if you get like 10 friends, they all write in a piece of paper, a secret word that you couldn't possibly know. Oh, shit. Fold Simon, it all up. Simon doesn't have 10 friends. Uh, he's got, <laughs> not, he's got he's lots got of acquaintances. Really well. a yeah, a few that he really knows well. really well, but not many. And so what you do is you've got your 10, your ten folded up bits of paper. <laughs> and you, you grab the first one. You can see, it's look, I can't read amount. through it. You can see that you can see the word yeah. on it, but when I fold it up, you can't read it. When you've done that, you've read the word. Yeah. You then grab the second word and say, right, on here is the word whatever was on the first piece. Yeah. Is that yours? Oh, yeah, I confirm I'm right. You know, reading the, the second word and you, you pick up the third piece of paper, you tell them the second word was on it. Was that right? You know, I've got the fourth hang word, on, hang you on, hang the third on. word. Freddie, your comment through you. Me, so I didn't understand. <laughs> right, so now he's, so the, he's got to go over it again. Yeah, because yeah. of you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's called the one ahead method. Yeah, right, so. once you know what's on the first piece of paper, Right, and I find you've that, got that. So you you can say you're looking at the piece of paper. You say, look, you can see I can't see through this. You can see the word is on there, but when I fold it up, you can't see through them. So I couldn't possibly cheat. You've just seen the first word. You put it there. You go right now. I'm going to do the first one. You pick up the second piece of paper and say, right on this is, and you say the first word because you know that's definitely one of them. And the person goes, shit, yeah, that's my word. And you go, was it? Oh yeah, I was right. Now you read the second word. You put it over there. You pick up the third piece of paper and say, "Right on this this piece of paper is I'm the second." Sorry, word. I'm sorry, I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. It's so, do you know what? If I went to pub and said, "Hey, Alan, write a word on it," and, <laughs> do you know what? There you go. Fuck off! I'm not doing that. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you are it. why you are why psychics could pretend to be psychics. Exactly. Yeah, 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 when you explain the, the trick, mate, you're you're not even amazed by the trick. You're amazed <laughs> by somebody describing the trick. <laughs> do, you, do you follow that, mate? I, All right, I, so, then you do it now. So what you're doing is. The reason that it's called the one ahead method is because you've you're basically picking the one that you've just read every time, isn't it? That's what you're doing, right? So look, right? <laughs> Have you got a video of this that I can watch? Are <laughs> you, you following it? You're following it. <laughs> Fuck. Do you know what? I, I th the yeah, thing is, I'm, is I'm it's, oh, yeah, I get it's that, so yeah. funny that Marsh is like, uh, you know, oh, you can do this with your friends in the pub. <laughs> and it's like, do you have any idea how pissed I get? <laughs> like, I can't work my own keys in the door. I've been there for two hours at the end of the bar, like, no, 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 this is, no I don't want to lie, lads, let me finish this first. <laughs> Bottom line, you don't need to be psychic, but it can persuade people to psychic. Right, so okay. so when Sally Morgan does the piece of paper right. folded in the, in the ball, I would say that's unfortunate because I've got no psychic ability, but my advice to anybody with psychic ability is try to avoid doing anything on stage that is indistinguishable from a very well-known magic trick because people might get confused as to whether what you're doing is a magic trick or psychic ability. Right. Yeah, if you, if you go on stage as a psychic in a top hat and you go, anyone lost a white rabbit? <laughs> hey! Like a Tommy Cooper sort of like He gets it wrong, but then he gets it right. Oh, fucking hell, man. Right. So here's a question for you, right? Here's something that I want to ask about psychics. And I've always kind of um, struggled with this belief myself, right? Mm. So how many of them, uh, what percentage of them do you think are 
actual cowboy rip-off merchants that know exactly what they're doing and are just uh, bullshitting their way through in order to make a quick book doing something uh, morally uh, ambiguous. Mm. And what percentage of them do you think actually believe that they're psychic and what they have done is they have mistaken uh, psychic ability and intuition. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to put an exact number on it because I can't tell what anybody's thinking because nobody's psychic. So it's impossible to know for certain how many... Love how we got to dig in there. <laughs> Love how we got to dig in. Um, I think the majority of people who think they've got psychic skills are, are, are persuading themselves and actually just are, are good at understanding a bit about humans because yeah. all, we all have the similar kind of concerns. It's why Barnum statements work. Um, I think it'd be very easy for you to start doing readings for your friends and family thinking I've, I've always had a bit of an intuition, maybe it's psychic, I'll start doing readings for my friends and family. Now, if you said, um, oh, you got, you, this is going to happen to you tomorrow, and then it doesn't happen, you, you say that to your, your daughter or your, your, your mum or whatever, and it doesn't happen, she's not going to come back and say, you're full of shit. But when it does happen, she's going to come back and say, oh, you were right about my, that, by the way. My, my mum would 100% do People that. who've got a very supportive family aren't going to Do you think that that's where they come from? Them. People who've just been sort of it wrapped might be, in cotton wool and be like, never yeah. been told you were a fucking idiot. They wouldn't even acknowledge They go, oh, right. No psychics. Carry on doing no psychics come from a northern working class <laughs> family. <laughs> come here, Dad. I'm yeah. going to read your future. Yeah. You are fuckers like I'm watching the telly. Right, so it says here that you've got money coming in. No, fucking not. You still live at home, you fat cunt. Come on, get out. <laughs> so, like, but, but I think at, at the very least, you, you're mostly going to get positive affirmation. When something does connect, they're going to be like, oh God, you know you said that thing? It was actually right. And so eventually, if you had enough of that, you might start doing it for strangers. And as you're starting to do readings for strangers, you might start to think, well, actually, when I try to talk about this subject... I'm not very good. But when I talk about these subjects, I tend to be quite accurate. And what yeah. you're doing is you're accidentally training yourself on what you can do easy cold reading on. Um, romance, uh, jobs, travel, money, health. I Those know are... some people that I've worked with that have visited these people, like with the cards and all that sort of stuff. And I, and I was like, and these people that I've gone, these are normal. And then I found out they did it. And I was like, why did you do that? So, I, I, I just let me, so, so let me show you like one of the ways that I feel like they operate, right? So Finn, our wonderful uh, producer, I don't know much about you personally. No, okay. So what I would do is if we were doing romantic cold reading, the first thing that I'd do is I wouldn't say, uh, oh, you've got a girlfriend. I wouldn't say, oh, you know, something like that because I'm putting myself in a corner there where you're going to say, you know, yes, yes or, or no. no. Totally. The game is to get you to make the connections, mm. not me. So what I would say is, am I right in saying that there's a special person in your life that you are particularly fond of? And then you would <laughs> most likely say yes. Do you know what I mean? So because the thing is, is I've not even I've not even assumed gender there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I said, there's a special person that you're fond of. That could be a girlfriend. It could be a wife. It could be a fiance. It could even be somebody that you're just talking to at the moment that you just like. Mm. And you're the one that's making the connections. And so depending on what you give me is what I would say. And that's how they work most of the time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the mental thing Great. is that... <laughs> the, but the thing is, though, is that Ask they... Have some more? <laughs> <laughs> The, the thing is, though, is that they come away with, um, uh, they come away and they go, oh, 
well, he knew that I had a girlfriend. Yep. He knew that he knew that we'd been together for six months. And it's it, you, when in actual fact, what they did was you made that connection. You gave them that information, and they just went. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. so sneaky what it's, they do. When it when it mm. comes to sort of talking to the dead, it'll be it won't be your dad's here. It's so I'm getting a father figure on the other side. Now that could be a dad, it could be a stepdad, it could be a granddad, it could be an uncle, it could be a friend of the family who is just like a bit of a mentor to you, and mm. you connect that. It's, I'm getting a father figure. Does that make sense to you? And people won't say they won't just say yes or no to that. They'll say yes, my dad. And even if even if people just say yes, does that make sense to you? They go yes. They'll say, well, who is it? Because they'll feel then that they've got license to ask that question because you've already made the connection, and you won't notice that you're then giving them all that information. Mm. And when it comes to to people dying, it won't be. And so it was a heart attack, wasn't it? It'll never be that. It'll be so. It was very sudden at the end, wasn't it? Which could be anything because it could be a heart attack, a car crash. It could be cancer that they had for eighteen year, eighteen years, but the yeah. last moment was sudden because death is sudden. You're yeah, alive, yeah, yeah, and then you're not. It's always no, sudden at the end. Nobody dies like like pregnancy yeah. over the course of like several hours where you lie down. Like, yeah, exactly. And the doctor's going, come on, put, you know, it's, you just. one percent left. Yeah. Get on YouTube to try and make it quicker. 1% just won't go. Do you know what I do as well if I'm doing, pretending to be a psychic is I'll establish some trust. Have you tried do it all the time. Do it literally yeah. all the time. It's a piece of fucking piss, right? And I'll establish some trust by doing shitty Barnum statements. Yeah. Charging for it in that. No, I'm a fuck. <laughs> I'm doing. So what I used to do on TikTok is I used to do it. I used to do the reading. I used to get them to believe it, and then I go, "Do you want me to believe your future?" I uh, say, "Do you want me to read your future?" And they go, "Yeah." And I go, "Okay." Says you die in six months, <laughs> and I'd watch them go, <gasps> and I go, ah, I'm, "I'm full of shit. I can't do it." And then that was the joke, basically. Um, yeah. I see a, a massive disappointment in your future in about three seconds when I tell you I'm not actually psychic and suddenly you'll have a massive disappointment. So, so here's the thing, right, is what I would do is I'd establish a bit of trust, first of all, and you can see when somebody believes what you're talking about because their oh, body so. language shifts, mm. right? So they go from being like, yeah, what? and you can see in body language, they're far back like this, and then once they start to believe, you can see them get up a little bit, they move closer a bit, and they, they all do it, right? And then what I would do is I'd use that opportunity to take a punt on something. Yeah. That if I get it right... gambling. They, <laughs> yes. If I get it right... They, but that's all this is. That's all this is, is gambling in a sense. Yeah. Is that you're just... it doesn't come in. Ah, oh, fuck. No, but if it doesn't come in, you explain it away and move on. Because there's, they do a million different outs. I, I saw a, an amazing uh, psychometrist, which is just another type of psychics but they use it by doing uh, jewelry reading stuff like that the best i've ever seen the ballsiest i've ever seen at doing the outs when you've got something wrong because it's very easy to, to to get out of something you've got a scar on your left knee if they haven't got a scar oh, on the left on the right knee, knee it's on the right knee most people have scars on their knees if not their elbows they'll have scars somewhere around the limb so you've got a scar on your left knee it's not well it's your right knee but i was correct about knees it's your elbow but i knew i knew it was on a joint you know i knew you had a scar i was getting scar i was then trying to so you can always spin it oh, out i'm freaked out now <laughs> it's, it's, everybody has fallen over at some point so everybody's got something going on because you land on your knee so it's a it's a good chance guess that most people got a bad knee for. everyone's got bad exactly knee. But this, so that's that's the easy way out of just the sort of the, the very obvious outs. This one psychic was oh, incredible because yeah. she was saying, um, I'm getting an image of, they're trying to give me an image of a fruit ball on a mantelpiece. It was a glass fruit ball on a mantelpiece with an apple in it. Does that make sense to you? And the woman says, no. 
Now, any other psychic would say, well, it's not an apple, but an orange. It's not a glass ball, but a plastic ball. It's not on the mantelpiece, it's on a table. Somewhere there's a fruit ball in your house. She didn't do that. She went even further. She went, no, there's definitely, I assure you, there's definitely a yeah. glass fruit ball on the mantelpiece with an apple in it. And, and now they're showing me a banana balanced on top of the apple. Sometimes even I don't know what they're trying to tell me. Anyway, and moves on. I thought, that is balls. That's brilliant. That's absolute balls. Do you know what? They do it quite a lot as well, where they go, like, so, so, so they predict something, it doesn't land, and they go... Oh, well, that might make sense to you later on. Yeah. And it's like, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's, it's like you... a joke not yeah. working, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll you get that one on the way home. A 20-minute set with just not and land. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll be laughing about it yeah. tomorrow. I'll give you that much. You'll wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, He just died on his ass for that reason, hasn't he? So do you know what I used to do when I used to sort of take a punt? I used to take a gamble. The one that I used to do is if I was, this is my favourite one to do, if I was talking to a woman, late 20s, early 30s, what I'd do mm. is I'd say, am I right in thinking that you have issues trusting people when you're in a relationship because <laughs> something's happened in a previous relationship oh, where that trust <laughs> has been undermined? And that is good. it literally happens... Every fucking time. Because yeah. what woman, yeah. late 20s, early yeah, 30s, yeah, yeah. goes, no, they've all been wonderful yeah. up to now. No. That's the age range. After 26, they're done. Yes. <laughs> After 26. I said this to my mate about his, 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 his online dating profile. Like he's, he's got it to like 25 to 34. And I was like, bruh, that is not what you want to be setting up because they're, they're, they're all... Damage there. Yeah, the, 18 to 24 <laughs> is the is the age. After that's that, when they have that hope of yeah. everything working out. Anything 29. After, anything after you. that is uh, snakes hunt. That's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, honestly, every single time that would work without fail. And notice how I didn't say you've been cheated on. Yeah, because yeah. it should be anything. But good, no. It could be literally anything. It could be Stay a boyfriend who was texting somebody who was possessive over his phone who said that he wasn't in places where he was. And everybody's had that. But but I, I tended to find that women connected with it stronger than men. Like, I don't know if that's a, a gender thing, but I think that, I don't think men Maybe have... Maybe you put more effort into speaking to the women. <laughs> I mean, you were sitting there with a 30-year-old bloke thing and I don't want to fucking speak to women. <laughs> Is there a gendered split in uh, in what kind of people go and get psychic readings? Yes, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it tends to be women. And, and part of the Thick. reason, part, part, part of the reason, honestly, part, part of the reason, it is. But, uh, part, part of the reason is just the way I think we socialize men and women because men tend to be more attracted to um, conspiracy theories, so like nine eleven, right, moon yeah. landing, I'll stuff like right. that. Um, and then women, the, the pseudoscience that targets women tends to be um, psychic ability and alternative <laughs> medicine. Do you know what? We, we bring boys up saying you're very rational, you're very mathematical, you're very engineeringy, and we bring girls up saying, oh, you're going to be a mother. That's do the way society. Do treats you know what we should we should start a psychic reading thing where we give men psychic readings that are based around conspiracy theories <laughs> so we go oh, do you want to connect with your nan ah oh, uh, the fbi killed her <laughs> <laughs> but you fucking knew it yeah. <laughs> do you know what it was very sudden that's what fucking got me onto it oh shit but yeah, but th so I think that's why that's why the majority of people who, who will be drawn to it are, are, are women. It's funny what you were saying before about the the trust. I think I was really the, the establishing trust. That reminds me of something that. Are you okay? 
<laughs> what you said about establishing trust in order to be able to then sell the psychic ability afterwards. Yeah. That's something that, that, that this same psychic who, as, as I say, was the best at getting out of stuff I've ever seen. She had an, an incredible one because what a lot of psychics will do, there's the, there's the kind of um, extending the, the psychic ability to the sitter by saying like, oh, you're intuitive as well. You're yeah. psychic as well. Because then if if you can compliment them by saying, oh, you're very intuitive, they're more likely to believe that this is real because then they're going to believe that they're all sort of part of it. Do you you're know part what? The, the system. It's so weird that you said that. That was part of my patois at the beginning. So what I would say is I would ask them, patois. Pata. It's pattern not patois. Patois Jamaican Bamba <laughs> I mean, we don't know what he was that's like as a psychic. That's what I used to do at the beginning of his psychic yeah. readings. Wagwan! Wagwan, brethren! We be connecting to we your dead relatives, man. <laughs> wow, that's going to be cancelled. Uh, so, um, uh, what I would do is I would say, as part of my patter, I would say, um, I'd say, uh, just very quickly, how um, how how receptive are you to psychic readings and stuff like that? And they would either say, um, yeah, you know, I believe in it, or not at all, or they'd say, I'm, most of the time they'd say I'm somewhere in the middle. And I'd say, well, that's great. The reason being is because this is a two-way connection. And if you're somebody who is completely closed off to it, then I can't make that connection with yeah. you because it, it, it has to be a two-way thing. And even if you've just got an open mind, then that's all I need to make that psychic link with you. Yeah, and which that, is just saying to people, don't say no to me, meet me halfway. If I ask you a question, answer it. If I say something vague, fill in the gaps. It's just literally I don't understand why that. that that now is not enough to convince people that it's not true. No, but, I mean, like, that to me is just like, of course it's bollocks. No, but here's the thing, right? So... I can't remember. The, the reason that I said that is I, I can't remember where this came from, but there's a quote that says, uh, to those that believe, no explanation is necessary. To those that do not, none will suffice. And it's the same thing. Mm. If you're open to psychic readings or you believe in it, then you will always look for a reason to believe in it. And my God, do psychics give you loads of like little reasons to believe what they're saying. Whereas if you believe, if if you go in going this is bollocks, you'll see every time that they fail, and yeah. oh shit, do they miss a lot of their throws? Yeah. Like they miss. Always loads. record a psychic reading and listen to it back, but first write down what you think happened, and then listen to it back, and it's totally different. Well, this brings me on to the next bit because you do do a fair bit of recording, don't you? <laughs> and it's fucking wonderful. So uh, Marsh sent me uh, some, uh, and, and there's some that you can find on YouTube dead easily. What do you search for if you want to uh, look at these? It's uh, good thinking investigates palmistry mate it is beautiful so so they're going in with palm readers right and is it Women you that poor. does the recording yeah yeah so i i so my my wife uh, was living in blackpool at the time but it was before we were married because that came up in the reading that you're not married it came up in the reading so it was before we were married and my wife was living in blackpool and i was just bored wandering down the front and there's constantly down the the the, the pier on blackpool you see these little psychic booths little palmistry booths and I thought, bugger it, I do this for a living. I might as well pop in and see what a, a palm reading is actually like. And I had an undercover camera with me at the time. Well, this, this little pen camera. How much camera. did they charge on the Blackpool thing? Well, like so it was uh, 20 quid hey, for a standard reading. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it, was, it was 30 quid for a standard reading, 40 quid for a full reading, Jeez. or 100 quid for a reading with a crystal ball. 100 pound. So, right. I, I went in for a 30 quid reading. That. And, and said, I just want the uh, 30 quid for standard reading. You said, well, I think you should pay the 40 pound reading because a standard reading just tells you about you now, Shouldn't whereas 40 pound will tell you about the future. 
And I said, well, I know a lot about me now. She said, well, I think you should go for the £40. She was so ballsy Straight in, as well. Straight like, literally, it was £20 and £30. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and you went, I'll just do the £20. And she went, I think you should do the £30 one. Love the reason for the £30 one is you've got quite a lot going on in your future. You should pay for the £30 one. Exactly. And you, and you were like, what? Like, like she was literally Hustle. that front. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what made me laugh so much is, is so you can see you... Uh, just because there's a mirror on one side. There's a mirror on the left-hand side of the room, right? And so you can see you in a white shirt with what is very obviously <laughs> a camera here. I've never, honestly, oh, this is it, right? honestly, okay, I've yeah, never yeah. looked at anything more before and gone, that's a fucking camera right, in my yeah, life. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like a weird it's a lapel. that's a very chunky pen in his pocket. Yeah, obviously, yeah. It's re- normal. Honestly, it's re- the pen's like this wide. Yeah, the right. pen's got a fucking telescopic <laughs> lens. The pen says Canon on it. That's how fucking like, obvious it, it is. It was a 30 quid reading. How long do you think I got for a 30 quid reading? Thirty pounds. Oh, I don't. Uh, Ten minutes. It was less than four minutes. Four, four minutes. Yeah. Do you know what was genius? Well, well, like five to six or something. <laughs> well, like, do you know what's genius as well? Is have a great the, life. Um, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> have a Put him in the bag. Yes, that. Basically, yes. Sex the boss is late. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Did you, have you seen the video? You, you must have seen yeah. the video. You're basically describing so, it. So, <laughs> I honestly, it, I mate. To. So she reaches Check into she, she reaches into a Chinese takeaway bag. Gets she a fortune. Gets a fortune cookie. Yeah. Rips it up. You'll find happiness. Right, fuck off, lad. Uh, so honestly, right, uh, what's brilliant, and I, I only realise this through watching your work, but what is brilliant about the hustle of reading someone's future is that you can't turn around and go, no, because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So they go, oh, well, so for example, with you, they mentioned um, uh, that you were in a relationship. Um, well, they didn't even mention I was in a relationship. It was now, there is someone special in your life, isn't there? No, it wasn't. It was, um, now you've got a married man's hand, but you're not married, are you? Which is a very two-ended, it's a, it's a double-ended question. Because if you are married, you go, yes, I am married. And you did say I had a married man's hand, so you were right. Oh, this if you're palm, not married, no, you right. can say, well, I'm not married. And you did say I wasn't married, so you're right. So it's impossible to be wrong on that because you're containing both sides of it in one man's question. Hand. Yeah. It's not like in my back pocket. And then once you, 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 yeah, you got a married man's hand. But, but you're not married, are you? But isn't there someone special in your life? And you are in a relationship now. Were you married at the time? No, I wasn't. No. This was before I was. So I was saying no to all this. And what we did on the video is every time she asked me a question, we, we play a little bell noise, ding, and stick a number in the top corner to count up the number of questions yeah, she yeah. asked me in four minutes. And it was like 25 questions. She's just peppering me with questions. You are in a relationship. And have you seen it today? Is she older than you? Isn't there a barrier or an obstacle of some sort in your life? Is she married? Has she been married? Has she got kids? Four minutes this all went on. Peppered me with questions like that. And it was stuff like, um, now you, you have been through what you wouldn't want to go through again, but it is a long lane with the turning. You're now at that turning point. Now I see a crossing of water on your hand and you are going to go abroad in the future. Have you gone in for further education of some kind? And that was exactly what it was like. And it was just that speed, that, that, that like much interest. Box. That just sounds like she's literally just it, doing her Oh, you might think she was reading it from a script. Yeah. So the way you test that is you go back with four mates and send them in throughout the course of the day with a camera to see if they get the same reading. And you did that. And we've, we've got a video we put up where we do it split screen, line by line to each of the people. But is it not like on Blackpool? Is it not just like that kind of stall? It's just like a little shit. But 30 quid is a, is a lot of money for yeah. five what, minutes. She charged but... one of the people that we send in 100 quid and give him the same reading. 
And he, <laughs> went in, he went in saying that uh, that he had given backstories to say just how how damaging this can be. He went in saying he had gambling debts that he couldn't pay his rent, but there was a big tournament. Hundred quid. <laughs> you know, there's a, a big a big poker tournament coming up, and he reckons he could win on it. And she said, "Well, how much have you won in the past?" And he said, "Oh, like a couple of hundred pounds." Oh no, you've got way more reading. than that coming up. You've got way more money than that coming into do, you. Do you reckon that she heard gambling debts and big poker tournament coming up? She makes an assessment on what kind of person that person is, a gambler, somebody who is... Uh, so she said that he, he was going to win the tournament. She said he should carry on what he's doing because there's a lot of money coming to him. Right. Well, well, he said he couldn't pay the rent. Wow. Yeah. But also as well, she'll have made an assessment on his character, known that he's likely to take risks because that's what gamblers do. And I don't quid. think she did. I don't think she's that astute, this woman. No, no, that's... I think she hasn't got a clue. She's literally... That's the whole fucking she, she business. She did to anchor him up, to anchor him up to the £100. That's the whole business, is they come in... And oh, I'm they, reading them for look, four the, minutes. The thing though. is, is they're not fucking idiots. They're not stupid. They're, they're grifters. Mm. So they come in and they look at what you're wearing, what you're doing, how you're holding yourself, and they immediately go 20 quid, 30 quid, 100 quid. They know. The only part of her job is to anchor you to whatever price she thinks she can get out of you and then regurgitate the reading. So she'll be able everyone. to see, if I rock up, she goes, oh, this cunt's not here together. He hey, knows he's... If, just get 20 quid off me if Look, so, so here's yeah. the thing. If you went into... If you go into a car dealership wearing a fucking three-piece suit, mm. they're not going to show you the fucking Kia Picantos, are they? Do you know what I mean? They're not going to go, oh, we've got a yeah, lovely... Yeah, that happens all the time. Doesn't that happen with Oprah, didn't it? When she went shopping somewhere in Rome and they went, oh, sorry, miss, you can't... But, but, but this is... But, 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 this is it. Like, so if you go into... If you go into a car dealership wearing fucking tracky bottoms and a stained T-shirt and some flip-flops... that man's got money. What car dealership's he in? Yeah, well... well, well it, he's around... in the key car dealership <laughs> that I'm thinking. Yeah, but they'll show you the low-end stuff of the high-end stuff. Everyone does it. It's just these people... They rely on it as they're living. And Very. I don't think that 20 quid reading is there because anyone's going to get it. It's there to say, this is how cheap it could be, but practically everybody well, walks in, she's going to immediately try and get them to the middle one. Well, then, yeah, it's, 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 it's not getting the 500 pound well, fridge, not getting the 100 pound fridge, I get the 300 pound So there's fridge. a thing uh, in marketing called the Goldilocks principle, where what they will do is they will price three things. Um, and the idea is that you go for the one in the middle because that's the one that's just right. So they have a cheap option. Nobody wants to go for the cheap option. Then they'll have a slightly more expensive option in the middle, and then they'll have a ridiculously expensive option that nobody fucking goes for. But that makes the middle option look like better value. Yeah. So that's what they do. That's how they get away with it. Yeah, but then, but like you said, like, I rock up, that woman immediately goes, this guy's just fucking about... He's only going to pay 20 quid for this, and he's not going to She goes, I reckon he's got a tenner on him at yeah. most. Look and at then him. she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, so then, right, so they're just making an assessment of your character and go, I can get 100 quid off this. Because that's, that's the only job, because after that, it's just reading the script. And it's, it's almost identical. There's a few little variants in there. It's just like comedy. Like, yeah. Oh, like, honestly, no word of a like, lie. Then I got off the bus, and the, that's the same, yeah, isn't it? The, just the, the same. parallels it's between... Weird. The, the parallels between the way psychics deliver their spiel and the way comedians deliver their spiel is huge. So, for example, you'll know, as a comedian, that how you start is probably the most important. Mm -hmm. Because if you start well, particularly in the first two minutes, it's first 60 seconds, if you start well and you're funny, then the audience goes... 
oh, this person's funny. I can yeah. relax now. And so everything that you say afterwards, they're like, oh, well, this is, we know this guy's funny, so it's going to be funny. Psychics are the same shit. They get loads of really quick, little easy wins at the beginning, mm. loads of little Barnum statements, and they get you going, oh, this person does know about me. And then that makes the rest of their reading easier. Yeah. But it must be a nightmare to like have it where they just, you know, you have somebody who's just, nope, nope. Well, so one of the things we did at that reading and other ones is uh, we sent one of our friends in to not answer any questions, to just be, sorry, I don't understand, and just to go to, to yes, no questions. And Sounds like Borat. <laughs> <laughs> what, just, what do you mean? It just no English. <laughs> it, it, when, yeah, when, you're, when you aren't playing the game, when the, when the psychic's asking you for information and you don't give it, everything falls down. It falls down very, very quickly. That's and it becomes incredibly awkward. And, and yeah, it happened yeah, to yeah. one friend of a uh, friend of mine. And I think, the, not this reading, a different reading, I think the person she was she was getting a reading from was a true believer because she started to get, like, this 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 uh, psychic was getting more and more distressed in the reading and said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I think you're dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, really worried about it because my friend was giving nothing back. Like, that's that's, that's like the scared. last thing, isn't it? Like, I think you're dead. That is... That's, that's funny. I had an audience I could have said that to last night. <laughs> did you see that? Um, Bruno did it. Um, you know, Sasha Brown. Yeah, Bruno, yeah. When he starts sucking out. That was funny, that. When he goes to that woman, the, the, the reading. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, he's in the room now. If you want to, what you want to do to him? Yeah, she's like, no. And he just gets on his knees and just mimes, giving his Really? Fucking brilliant, yeah. I, the psychic's just sitting there. And he's just there to the side going, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know how, um, you know, you said um, uh, that, that you get letters from lawyers and stuff quite a lot. Occasionally, yeah. Has anyone ever been successfully sued? Um, well, so the Daily Mail won their uh, lost their case to Sally Morgan. No. Um, so, so what was that about then? So uh, the Daily Mail article alleged that um, at a show in Dublin, there were people in the audience who were saying things that uh, Sally would say a few seconds later. And the article alleged that that meant those people were feeding Sally information through an ear, earpiece. Sally strenuously denied that. She sued the Daily Mail over it, and the Daily Mail settled for something like £150,000, something like that. Really? So that's because they said that you were specifically doing it, like, like a specific way. So if I said, yeah. Sally Morgan, you're not psychic, she wouldn't be able to sue me because she'd have to prove that she is. Uh, it's the defamation law in the UK is slightly different to that. It wouldn't be too... If you said you're not psychic, that's fine. Because yeah. somebody mm. um, somebody could say they're psychic and just be wrong about that. They don't have to be lying about that. They don't uh, have to be fraudulent. Okay. So, so I've met lots of psychics who I think absolutely believe they're psychic, but they aren't psychic. Yeah. So if you say, I don't think they're psychic, I don't think you're talking to the dead, that's fine. If you just say, a person over there, you are a fraud... That is, mm. not only are you not psychic, but you know it, and you're deliberately doing this. And to, to say that, you'd have to be able to prove that they know it, I which see. is very, very difficult to say. I can prove that you're not really psychic. You know, let's do a reading or something. Um, but I can't prove that you know you're not psychic and you're deliberately cheating. Oh, right. Okay. So even when it comes to people being, as a, a story about someone being possessed by the spirit of a, of a child, you know, in that situation, you can say either <laughs> they're genuinely possessed or they're faking it, because I can't think of how that would happen if you weren't faking it or weren't genuinely possessed. I don't think you could genuinely believe you're psychic, yeah. not be psychic, and still end up doing that impersonation. So it's one or the other. And so you, I think, are on the safe ground to say, I don't know what's going in your head, but either you're faking it or you're genuinely psychic. Because I can't think it's kind of like you just got to let them 
I know you all, you debunk them all that, but like you gotta think. Well, I don't understand how you can. From listening to that, then it's like, well, you're fighting. There's nothing you can do to stop them practicing. They're gonna do it. People are gonna go. So like, th- the best you can do is is um, just like educate people as to the things that cyclists can do. And actually, this is something that a, a, a guy um, was doing. First of all, in Manchester, he was outside of, as it happened, Sally Morgan Shaw with um, leaflets explaining. Hammer in it, isn't she, old Sally Morgan? <laughs> well, she's she is the biggest psychic in the UK. So oh, she's boy, she's the know. head of the of the <laughs> <laughs> tweeting him already. She's the very top <laughs> of the industry. Out, yeah. But um, this guy, a guy called Mark, was outside of Sally Morgan Shaw in Manchester and had leaflets just explaining some basic cold reading techniques some basic Barnum statement type stuff and just said, look, I'm not saying that's what Sally's doing. I'm just saying this is what some people do. And if you're aware of this stuff, then you can look out for it. And Sally Morgan's husband, who's her manager and her son-in-law, who's her tour manager, came out and started harassing him, pushing around, threatening to, to beat them up, all sorts of stuff. And so in the end, he thought, well... <laughs> I'd love to see that. And he got, I'm sensing that you're angry. <laughs> there, is, there is video footage on YouTube because oh, yes. he came to me. He did it in, in Liverpool. Uh, is he a that. big guy? Uh, but no, not not particularly. But the the when Mark went with some leaflets to the show in London and did the same thing, and again he's just outside. He's being very passive about it. He's not being aggressive. He's not shouting or no. He's just handing out a leaflet. They came out. They're pushing him around. They allege that he's gay. They say they're going to they're going to throw him under a truck. They they say all sorts of really really not a truck a train. Uh, say all sorts of really really nasty stuff to him. But he was recording it at that point. And really? the abuse that they gave him was was uh, was absolutely homophobic. It was some really really nasty stuff in there as well. Um, it's actually possessed. But you, you yeah, might yeah. wonder why her manager <laughs> wouldn't want somebody giving out leaflets with. So you want in, the, in an ideal world for you that it would be completely illegal to do this. I don't think you can make it illegal. Um, there's always going to be some people saying they, they've got these abilities. So what's your what's your what's your mission with debunking them? I think Fun. there are some Fun. people who are very big who are doing things that are uh, that we can see are incredibly harmful. And if we can show the really harmful side of it, it'll make it much harder for them to carry on doing that. So if you could, most people will say when there's a psychic show in town, oh, well, maybe go along and it's a bit of fun. Maybe there's not much to it. If you can say, well, actually, there are psychics out there who are saying your son didn't commit suicide, he was pushed. There are psychics out there doing mm. impersonations or being possessed by dead toddlers. There are psychics out there just going through the local obituaries and those are the stories that they read out on stage. And yeah. it, almost exactly like See, that. I don't that have... Get, give people questions as to what they're seeing, and people might then start so to So you realize. want them to still be able to do five-minute scams on Blackpool Pier? <laughs> but the five-minute scams on Blackpool okay Pier, I think we can get shot but, up as do you well. Know, but right. that's, that, that, in that, that was one of the few cases where we could say, this person is a fraud. Because you could give that reading once, and maybe that, that's what you thought. Have you but, shut any of them down? Well, you're not no, it's, it's, it's not it's, worth it. We actually went to Trading Standards, which is, you know, the, the government's oh, watchdog, yeah, yeah. kind of the pr- consumer protection uh, agency, but it's been so un- underfunded by the, the successive governments over the last decade that they came back to me and said, we can't, we can't do anything about this. If you really want something done, the best bet is to go to BBC Watchdog. It's like you are the consumer protection wing really? of the government, yeah. and you're saying go, go to the telly if you want to try and get <laughs> something done about this. unbelievable. It's, it's do you know what as well though is, is if you went ah oh, you know what not only is she giving psychic readings she's offering payday loans as well we're <laughs> 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 fucking coming down the, the best thing about that um, that psychic the, the palm reader on uh, on Blackpool was it was this little booth 
And like I say, we went in with several friends over the course of the day. But sometimes the, the lady who gave me a reading I wasn't in. It was her daughter. And she gave the same fucking reading. That's word for great. word. Word for word, mm -hmm. intonation to intonation. You could, we played the two sounds over the top. And they're hitting exactly the same notes, the same rhythm. 7, 11, and 1 are your lucky numbers for everybody. That shows how lazy it is because there's an infinite number of numbers and you're picking the same lucky numbers 7, for 11? Isn't that oh. fucking London bombings? <laughs> No, seven, seven, seven. All right, I was going to say. Seven 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 the shop. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus Christ. That's, that's all run by the people <laughs> that did seven, seven. <laughs> I, um, so I don't have, right, I, like, I think psychics that claim to talk to dead people are, I, again, I think it's horrific. I think it's the worst thing in the world and it needs to be stopped. But I kind of look at the peer psychics the palmistry and shit like that i look at it in a different way i sort of look at it as a bit of theater like a little bit of um almost like when like you go on their machines and you go that claw cannot pick up that toy but i'm gonna have a little quid exactly anyway. yeah. that's that's how i see it so that I, happened to me in bonus last <laughs> week like the claw could not pick up the toy and you, i was like that is this is a scam so wait, no, it, 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 it went to a sidekick and she was like there's a big win in your future so we're right <laughs> fucking back getting that peter rabbit in the <laughs> <laughs> she was right um but here's the thing is i think that it is like a bit of like I said, a bit of theater and i think that the people who are buying doing it are doing it for an experience they're not doing it for information now you might yeah. say i don't know that that's true you, you might say that there are people like for example the gambling addicts or whatever but my uh philosophy behind that would be that if if you're and I, i'm speaking to somebody who is a gambling addict yep. um I I, currently currently betting on every single yeah. game of the euros right now um, i've never been that you gotta bet three six five <laughs> and a lad yeah and a will hill you, you, yeah, 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 your lucky yeah. person oh. is ray winston <laughs> 29 black is that your number <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, but here's well never mind anyway i was gonna say so i used to be so into gambling i used to have a theory that i wouldn't <laughs> bet on any of the numbers in the middle column on a roulette uh you know you have the board yeah. uh i wouldn't bet on any numbers in the middle because i uh, on you, you, this was on the uh on the machines Tell you what, because I, I assumed that most people would naturally go and like pick the middle because Nobody can ever get to thirty six, Red. Exactly, because <laughs> what some, because what a lot of people no. do, what a lot of people do, is they spam the board, and so they would put the money and just go like that, and most Maybe stuff would go into the middle, and most stuff would because you start at the beginning when you're betting. So I would literally cover the top and the top because I thought that the gambling companies were rigging it so that the middle was betting on less because most people would bet on the middle. They are the devil, the fobsies. They are the fucking... I saw this one guy on YouTube as a sign-up, but he did a, a spin. 18 landed. And yeah, he, he had a bit... But then he just went... Everything on 18. 18 and again. Fucking beautiful. Really? Yeah, I'll have to show you. But the thing is, though, is... Like, the, the point of what I'm saying is that when you like that, you look for reasons to gamble. So I wouldn't say that that woman or that psychic ruined the dude's life by saying you need to carry on or whatever mm. because that guy would have carried on regardless. If you'd have said, um, if, if, if she'd have given a reading and gone, oh, you know, today has to be your last day gambling or whatever, then he would have gone to the bookies and gambled because today anyway. would be his last day. Yeah, and then yeah. he'd win and go, 
oh, maybe she was wrong. Maybe my luck's come in. Do you know what I mean? It's so just on, how... on the gambling thing, I think you're right. I still don't think that justifies her anchoring up to 100 quid that, she, that he came in saying, I don't have. I think that's still pretty unethical. But one of the other stories that we sent someone in with was there's a friend of mine who's got a, a chronic um, pain condition. And she's had it all her life, but she only recently got diagnosed. And we said, go in, but go in the day before your diagnosis. You have all the pain, all the frustration, all the uncertainty about what's going on with your body, but you don't have the answer. And, to, and, and be that person in the, psychics, right. uh, in the psychic reading. And what she was told was, you're absolutely, it's going to be absolutely fine. You just need to think more positively. By the end of the year, things are going to get much better and everything's going to start getting much better. You just have, a, have to have a positive mental uh, attitude to it. Now, there is no amount of positive thinking was going to cure this genetic condition that she has. Yeah. And so if you got to the end of the year and your genetic pain condition hasn't gone away, right. you're just thinking, well, I was told if I was positive, it would be gone. <sighs> I can't have been positive you, enough. I must have been too negative. It must be my fault. Yeah. So I think the problem with those psychics, the problem with people like that is they don't give a shit about what advice they're giving. They, they, they don't do a follow-up. It's not like you mm. go back to them afterwards. So they're just thinking, here is money. And I don't care what I'm saying, but the people who go listen to them. Well, and there was, there was these always don't a cure. Medicine, people. and it, they pray for their kids to get better, and then they die. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that because I am friends with somebody who uh, had an operation literally a few days ago. Uh, it was an operation that gave her a twenty percent chance of survival, mm. right, and an eighty percent chance of being dead. Um, and it, a big operation that was needed to happen. And this person got a psychic reading before that operation. Um, and the psychic said, uh, you know, obviously going in for this big operation and shit or whatever. And then they said, um, but you're going to make it. You're going to pull through. You're going to be absolutely fine. Now, the reason that the psychic said that is because dead people don't ask for refunds. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. nobody's going to, like, because what's going to happen is either you live through it, in which case the psychic told me I was going to live through it, it was absolutely right, or you die, in which case... You're not coming back anyway. Oh, well, yeah, yeah I'm not getting any repeat custom either way. So, yeah, yeah. you know, in that sense, it's a really easy fucking choice for the psychic to make. Yeah, yeah. In that case, when you when you've got a, a, you're going to have an operation, what's going to happen? But when it comes to something where people people turn, some people turn to psychics in moments of vulnerability, and it could be when you're grieving, it could be when you're uh, in a position in life where you've exhausted all of the the possible sources of answers and still haven't got any answers. And, you're, and, and a lot of medical conditions are like that. A lot of chronic conditions people mm. don't have a good answer to. It takes a long time to figure out what's going on, and people can be in a really dark place and. Mm. Psychics come along, whether they believe what they're doing or not, they come along and they offer false answers to people who are in that hole with no sense of what repercussions but those answers if, have. But if the hope that they give them is real, then does it matter ultimately? Yeah, so I, I think it does matter. I think it does matter. It's like matter. a placebo effect, isn't it? If the placebo works, does it matter that well, it was a placebo? That's just a therapist then, isn't it? It's, it's, <laughs> it would be. That's what you go to therapy for, it's, somebody to go like, yeah. it'll be all right for you. But it's an entirely untrained therapist who doesn't do exactly, a follow-up yeah. and doesn't care what happens to you because you've got, they've got your money and it doesn't really matter. So and I, it's I probably more expensive than a therapist. It's, yeah, some of them certainly would be, yeah. 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 Can't get and them I, on the NHS, can you? <laughs> 
And you know, and I think I think it matters when it comes to <laughs> I think it matters when it comes to the advice they're giving you. For well, we YouTube. can't get you in the operation you need, but <laughs> <laughs> Marsh is in the other room. And he's gonna, he can give you a reading. Oh, have you still got that psychic? Yeah. Nah, she went private. <laughs> <laughs> Sold out on Blackpool P and I was doing palm readings. With Big fucking queue of booper patients. <laughs> um, right, before we go, have you got anything that you want to plug, Simon? Uh, no, just f follow me on Instagram, please. That's all it is. That's, it's, it's not, that's all I need is just people to follow me on Instagram. Um, I recently put a weightlifting video up, which lost me three followers. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck them, whoever they are and their dreams. But uh, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. Simon Wozniak Comedy. Marsh, what is it that you want to plug? I imagine you've got loads. Uh, yeah, well, so I'm the editor of The Skeptic magazine. So if you go to skeptic.org.uk, you can see we put up articles uh, pretty much every day there about this sort of skepticism, sort of viewing critical thinking through a compassionate lens. So like, how does it actually affect people? What, what does it do to people? Um, you can check out the charity that I work for, Good Thinking Society. And if you like that, you can throw a couple of quid in the bucket and keep the charity going. So yeah, those are really Brilliant. Good stuff. And in terms of what I'm going to plug, if you've enjoyed this, please click subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. We're also on YouTube, so you can watch the whole thing if you want. You can subscribe on there. And also, we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pigoted. There's loads of great stuff on there. We're just about to have a break, and then we're going to record Pigoted Extra, which is more chat. And uh, that's just for the Patreon-only uh, subscribers. We also have early release. We have merchandise. We have, um, uh, like, a community that get involved and ask questions and uh, can ask questions to guests and stuff like that. And it starts from just £3 a month. So if you are enjoying this, you want to support the podcast and you want to get extra stuff, then Pigoted, uh, sorry, patreon.com forward slash Pigoted and please give us a subscribe on there. Other than that, we will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.